It is Saturday the 28th of March 2020. My name is Jeremy Medlin and welcome to episode 78 of the Stock Market Movers podcast. Just a quick reminder that nothing that I say today should be considered financial advice. And if you're looking for financial advice, I recommend that you speak to an authorised financial advisor. How is everyone going in their self-isolation? I hope that you have some good people in your bubble. Me personally, I'm loving it. It's just been a massive chill-out time for me so far. So my friends have sort of been like, well, you won't feel like that in four weeks. Well, I probably think I will. So what have I noticed so far? (laughs) Not much, really. The first thing is that the sports news is a complete waste of time. I used to get excited for the sports news when I was younger, when the family was watching the news. Now it just gets to the sport news, and I sort of just turn it off. Um, They have nothing to talk about, so they're resorting to talking about sports stars and scram posts about what they're doing in isolation, so it's pretty boring. What else? Um, Of course, the supermarkets are unusually busy, seeing as they pretty much the only physical location that you can spend money now. Um, They must be making so much money at the moment. Um, I think it's a bit of a shame, um, like pretty much all the restaurant and other spending is going to the supermarkets. Now, I, I, I do not think that certain companies should get taxed more than others. But in this instance, I would like to see the supermarkets get taxed more, just in the short term, of course. I think they should they should be allowed to make more money over this period, but they should be taxed at a higher percentage. The only reason they are making this money is because of a government decision to close the country down. So there should be a government decision to tax them more as a way to compensate the impact on everyone else, especially as most of their shareholders are based in Australia. Uh, I, I think the government has largely done a commendable job in dealing with it. I'm, I'm no expert, but they've certainly been decis- decisive. Um, my one criticism is that they do not seem to have, they do not seem to have a definitive list of what is an essential business prepared. Um, they should have had this ready and and out there with the uh, with the announcements. You know, they should have had it ready in in advance. I mean, basically, there was a few days of speculation as to what an essential business was after this. Um, and I remember trying to find out if my business was an essential business and I went onto the website and there was no list available, it just said it was coming soon. So it would have been great to know that straight away. Um, the one good thing for us is that other countries are pretty much doing the same thing now as well. So I, I do not think that you want to be the only country doing something like this as then the impact on your competitive situation is, is relative to other countries. Having everyone on a level playing field will sort of help New Zealand in the long term, I think. Um we're obviously staring down a, a bar- down the barrel of an economic crisis. Uh, I told all my staff the other day, all of which are either at high school or university, uh, I told them that university is the best place to be for the next few years because the job market is probably going to suck. I remember leaving university in 2007 just before the wave crashed of the financial crisis and I remember how hard it was in finding a job. Um, I... I saw that Westpac, you know, they estimated 200,000 people will lose their jobs. Um, in the United States, uh, a record 3.3 million Americans applied for unemployment benefits last week, um, which is the biggest jump in history, surpassing a record of 695,000 set in 1982. I read an article in the Washington Post suggesting that 40 million Americans could lose their jobs by April, which is staggering. I still have the rather controversial view that the economic impacts of this are going to be more crippling than the health impacts. Um, I, I do acknowledge that I'm pretty much alone in this camp, so you do not need to listen to me. Um, that is, even as I love being at home, at the moment everyone seems to be united in support of what is happening. I am too actually, but do not be surprised to see these feelings change amongst the population as this drags on. Right, moving on to some NZX stops, stocks. Let's look at the updates. 
Moa Group, everyone's favourite beer and hospitality company. It sounds like they are selling a lot more beer at the moment, um, which is, you're not surprised to hear about actually. Um, when the Level 4 thing was announced, it was like someone kicked a wasp nest. Everyone just scrambled. I remember I drove past the liquor store, it was chaos. Um, and there was massive lines outside, which is obviously a good thing for Moa. Obviously, not everyone line people aren't lining up for Moa, but some of the people lining up are going to be buying Moa. What is not good for Moa is the leases and other operating costs of their newly acquired hospitality businesses. Most of these businesses are in high profile locations, which I imagine have significant leases and landlords that might not be sympathetic. Um, it is ironic that they have purchased these businesses for for cash flow, but these businesses will be what's strangling the cash flow at the moment. So Moa has said that support packages offered by the government, along with additional support from groups from the group banking partner, has, and I'm quoting, given them the confidence to navigate through the next financial financial year, which is not exactly a sentence which inspires confidence. So it'll be interesting to see what terms that loan is on. It'll be interesting to see how Moa does navigate the next financial year because it's not going to be an easy financial year to navigate for anyone. Um, Millennium and Copthorne Hotels, they provided an update. They trade on the NZX under the ticker code MCK. Um, they're providing some services for essential workers and people that need to be isolated or quarantined. Um, but they're but they're pretty much being forced to close their hotels, which is sad. Um, they are trying to figure out what to do with their staff. Um, you know, they're, they're getting the gov government subsidies. They're talking about reducing hours, holiday pay and everything like that. But basically, if you're a staff member of the Millennium and Copthorne Group, you might be a little bit stressed right now. The directors have agreed to reduce their fees by 20%, and I imagine if you're a staff member at Millennium Copthorne, you would like to see them take a bigger hit than that. Um, moving on, there's a lot to get through. The warehouse, it's been an interesting week um, for the warehouse. We all know that when Level 4 came out, they tried to stay open, and they were subsequently shut down by the government once the government heard of their plans. So they have canned their dividend and withdrawn their guidance. Um, I would not be surprised if, if later on the warehouse is allowed to open. My understanding is that they've been working quite closely with the government on some supply things. Um, that is due to their contacts in China and everything like that. The warehouse employs something like 12,000 people in New Zealand, so it's significant. Um, the longer this drags on, the more uncertain the outcome is for them. I imagine this gives the warehouse some decent negotiation power when it comes time to use it. The warehouse, like... Most businesses, they can survive a month being shut. I, I doubt it could survive six months, so let's see what happens. Auckland Airport, AIA on the NZX and ASX. Man, I remember saying on a recent episode that this was one of the most durable businesses in New Zealand. Um, you know, I still feel that way, but it doesn't feel like now, does it? It doesn't feel like in a bloody pandemic environment pandemic environment when everything's getting closed down. Um, international and domestic numbers have pretty much dropped to zero. Um, I'm reading from the report now. Auckland Airport has unrestricted cash of $340 million and an additional $485 million of undrawn bank facilities. Today, Auckland Airport has decided to suspend capital expenditure projects with a completed value of more than $2 billion until there is more certainty about future market conditions. In its interim results, Auckland Airport demonstrated strong operating cost control and in the current environment that is that focus is being accelerated with the elimination of all discretionary spend where possible. These follow earlier decisions from Auckland Airport to withdraw earnings and capital expenditure guidance for the current financial year and to cancel its interim dividend. So projects suspended include the second runway domestic jet hub, 
multi-storey car park, um, park and ride south, and the construction of a 146-room Mercure Hotel. They have laid off 90 fixed-term or independent contractors. So you can see the sort of flow-on impacts of this now. You know, companies are just, they're not going to spend anything. Um, even if they were, even if they've been forced to by the government over the last week to sort of last last the next, the next sorry the next month to close down, you know even even without that companies are just not going to be spending any money at the moment and that's going to flow on into the wider economy as well. Talking of impacts, MetLife Care that's MET on the NZX and MEQ on the ASX. They are obviously still operating as essential services. Um, they have ceased all development activity um, but anyway that isn't the news of the story you remember that MetLife was due to be taken over uh, well that might not be happening anymore I'll read word from word from the announcement APVG has advised MetLife Care it is monitoring the COVID-19 pandemic and the implications of it in New Zealand APVG has determination rights I was going to say determination but termination rights under the SIA including termination rights in the event of a material adverse change. MetLife does not believe that there has been a material adverse change at this time, but you'd imagine that if a smart group of lawyers wanted to argue that there that there has been a material change, that they could. It'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. We always say in, in business sales that if you've got a willing buyer and a willing seller, that the deal goes through and if you've got someone that really doesn't want to buy it, they'll find a way out and that will be the case in this as well, although in a much larger situation if the, the the company decides they don't want to buy MetLife I imagine they'll be able to find a way out of it in this case. Uh, TIL Logistics Group they've come out and said that a large number of their businesses have been deemed essential and are still operating which makes sense um, in terms of like the distribution and everything like that. They have also withdrawn their guidance. They did announce in February that they were trading largely in, largely in line with expectations. The situation has obviously changed, however, and they have said that it is now clear that the COVID-19 and the significant escalation of government protection measures will have a material impact on many of TIL's customers and the flow-on effects for TIL's operations and earnings. This is despite some of the businesses continuing to operate through the period as essential services. TIL has been engaging its banking partner to ensure that it maintains its liquidity the liquidity to trade through the period. It'll be really interesting to see what companies go tits up during this period, I mean, to put bluntly. Um, I'm not saying that it was going to be TIL, but there are going to be some casualties. You sort of, I mean, you've already already basically seen the government come and backstop in New Zealand, but it'll be interesting to see what's going to be next in terms of, you know, because maybe it's still too early, but there's going to be a few companies that don't survive this, and hopefully it's not companies that I own or you own. Port of Tauranga, everyone's favourite port. Uh, during the week, they withdrew their guidance. Unlike other companies, however, they have managed to recently pay a dividend. They even said that they comfortably paid it. So they're, they're obviously defined as an essential service. Um, they're going strong on meat, dairy, kiwi for exports and imports of food and medical supplies. They've also said that the log and other forestry products exports will be significantly impacted. Um as you know, those haven't been de- defined as um, essential. They also pointed out that they have no issues with their banking facilities. 
New Zealand King Salmon, that's NZK on the NZX and the ASX. So finally, a company that has not removed their guidance. Basically, NZK is continuing to supply supermarkets. That's obviously an essential service. And they are reaffirming their previously advised EBITDA guidance between 25 and 28.5 million. Actually, Chorus is another company that's held its guidance. They are reducing some capital expenditure during the lockdown, which makes sense. But you would have to... Imagine for Coros, aside from this, it's pretty much business as usual. Um, Wellington Drive Technologies is another company that's come out and suspended its guidance. They are citing mandatory shutdowns impacting customers in several US states, a number of Latin American countries, the United Kingdom and Europe, so pretty much everywhere. Um, they are halting shipments to customers in these areas. Um, they are implementing a hiring freeze for the remainder of 2020. They have deferred $2 million in CapEx. Um, this is a common theme amongst companies that we're talking about today. They are all deferring capital expenditures, which obviously has a roll-on effect for the wider economy. Um, that's about all, all we have time for today. Um, we sort of quickly rolled through the announcements on the NZX, which all, all look pretty samey at the moment. Um, the events... It'll be interesting to see what the announcements are in, in the next month. Um, at the moment, all the companies are withdrawing their guidance, it seems, and cancelling the dividends. Over the next month or two or three months, really interesting to see what the next round of announcements will be. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what companies do not survive this. So it'll be one of those times, this period here, that you you look on and, and remember. Um, the only one that I can compare it to would be September 11. Um, and I think there'll be big changes in our way of life as a result of this. Um, so on that note, positive note, <laughs> enjoy your home detention and we'll see you all again next week.